What's up, family? This is Nene, and it's been a long minute since I recorded the podcast, but I'm back. (laughs) Shout out to my sis, Val, who recently restarted her podcast, and that inspired me to get back on mine. Um, I put it down for a while, and I was focusing on some other things. However, I feel like the things that I was focusing on, I should be doing them here. What I'm learning right now in this season is there's a place for everything. There's a time and a place for everything. And I've been putting out content in places that I don't feel that the audience, I have the audience that is receptive to it. So I have to be very aware of the audience, number one. And I also have to be aware of the fact that there's a place for everything and there's a time for everything. And some people are ahead of their time, like me. <laughs> and I say that because um, I have a Jack of Diamond birth card in cardiology. I'm not going to get into that right now. I don't, I'm, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But one of the characteristics of the Jack of Diamond is that they're ahead of their time. So a lot of the ideas and things that I have that I want to jump on right now are... They have the potential to not be supported because um, some people may not understand because it's just not time for it yet. So me understanding that is helping me to, I guess, know where to put certain content. And because of that, I'm back on my podcast. So what an introduction. <laughs> um a lot has changed since the last podcast that I did. My life has changed. Um, I've still been traveling. However, um, there's been changes in relationship dynamics, which is a part of life. You know, you can't hold on to people forever. We have to understand that some relationships come to teach us what they, they come to teach us. And then we release them because they were seasonal. And the more detached we are, in life, the easier we are able to flow with the the changes of life, the easier we're able to adjust as life continues to change and and flow. So yeah, man, I'm, um, I'm at home in Albany, Georgia at my mother's home visiting for a minute before I go out on my next travel excursion. Um, And this topic came to my mind when I was doing something. What was I doing when this topic came to my mind? Hmm. I don't know. Ain't no telling. But it's interesting that I opened up the the reading talking about relationships. I really was not thinking about the title of the uh, podcast when I mentioned the relationships I was not I was really just talking about how my life has changed but that's one of the main ways that my life has changed relationships and the question I posed the question to myself why don't I have any friends why have I been inconsistent with um a solid group of friends and as much as I would like to say that it's other people. I have to take accountability for my part as well. And I've I've not always been. I've attracted people that I've not always felt 
that I could trust. So that makes me ask myself, what is it about me that was untrustworthy for me to continue attracting people that I could not trust or felt that I couldn't trust? Or felt that I couldn't completely be 100% authentic with? What was it about me that attracted those types of relationships? What was it about me that attracted abusive relationships? What was it about me that attracted relationships where people secretly didn't like me and pretended to like me and I couldn't see it? (laughs) What was it about me that was in friendships with people that I really didn't like, but I went along with it because I was fake or I was being fake? What is the deal with the the relationship dynamics that I have had in my life. We about to talk about it. Um, I guess I can start at childhood. I was the oldest grandchild. I was the oldest child on both sides of the family, the oldest grandchild. Um, so I didn't really have cousins around my age to hang out and play with. So I was by myself a lot. Um, I had cousins that bullied me. I was, I paused like that because I didn't want to say it, but I'm just keeping it a thousand, man. I had cousins that bullied me or a particular cousin that bullied me. Um... I had another cousin that I didn't spend a whole lot of time with, but I kind of looked up to her. But the relationship just, I i just, I feel like I've been <laughs> the, the black swan, the black sheep my entire life. Because as I'm sitting here going back to childhood and rethinking things, even then, I just, I never felt welcomed and inviting and the, the inviting energy. I just never felt that frequency from any peers. I had neighborhood friends that I played with that weren't, weren't really my friends. <laughs> um, and the ones that were, we kind of grew apart. And the relationship grew apart as we got older. In elementary school, I always found myself trying to be a part of friend circles because I was always just not included. I was always that black sheep. I just did not fit. I remember when I changed schools in second grade, um, there were I was friends with this uh, Caucasian girl named Lindsay. Lindsay and I were friends, and Lindsay also had three other Caucasian friends, and they would hang together sometimes. And Lindsay was my only friend in, at that time, and when she was not with me, she was with them. So I wanted to hang with them too because I still wanted to hang out with my friend. So they had this little huddle where they voted to see if I could be a part of their friend circle and hang out with them. And 
They were sitting right beside me. I could hear everything they said. Everybody said no except for Lindsay. <laughs> and that crushed me. So fast forward to maybe like fourth grade. I made a friend that I still would call an associate to this day. I don't know if I would call her a friend because we don't know each other at this stage in our lives. But from elementary school all the way through high school, all the way through college, we were very, very close. And then we kind of went our separate ways and and had children and all that. Well, I had one child and she had um, more than one. But there was her. I didn't really have... I didn't really fit in with any cliques. I didn't click with anybody. I had people that I would talk to. But that deep sisterhood type friendship that I was yearning for and looking for, I never had it. I was always the... And I'm no and in no way am I playing victim or claiming any innocence because I've I've had my part in some gossiping and some backstabbing and talking about people behind their back. Uh, I feel like every young girl has done that at some point. But um, I was I seem to find myself on the always on the end of envy and jealousy and. I remember this one situation where I think I was in like ninth grade. I was I thought I was friends with this one girl, but her boyfriend liked me. So that's the only reason she was my friend. And well, really the, the guy liked me and two other girls. But at the time I feel, I think he was my boyfriend. I can't remember a hundred percent. I think he was, but either way he liked all three of us. And one of the girls was pretending to be my friend because the guy liked me and she and I would talk about the other girl that he liked to each other. So her and the other girl get close and she decides to go and tell the other girl that I was talking about her, but didn't tell her that she was too. So it was always little stuff like that that would happen to me, not just in high school. I'm in my 20s and this kind of stuff is still happening to me. So, and like I said, I'm not at all playing victim. I'm just saying I've just never been able to jail and get along with females I've never been able to really get along with them like that and so now I've developed trust issues when it comes to sharing and being vulnerable with women because I just went through it so much in my life with them trying to be friends and be a sister to women when they didn't know how and I didn't either I didn't I don't have sisters. I don't have any natural sisters. I'm the only girl of my mother and my father. So being a sister to a sister is something that is foreign to me. I'm learning though. I am learning. I'm learning how to open up. I'm learning how to be vulnerable. I'm learning how to be a listening ear and be supportive of another woman another queen another sister exactly where she is and not be judgmental and not be envious and not be jealous but be a true 
vessel of love. That's what I'm learning how to do. Be a vessel of love to and for those that are a vessel of love to and for me. Sisterhood is deep. It's so deep. And I feel like if we have, we as women, if we have trauma that we carry within us, it's more difficult for us to create genuine bonds with other women. If we have work that we have not done on ourselves, healing that, we have, that we've not done on ourselves, if we still carry in a lot of trauma in our womb space because our womb, that is our center of creation. That is our portal to the universe. That's our connection to the universe. We create life through our womb. We carry energy in our womb. We carry, not only do we carry children there, but we carry energy there. Every man that we've ever laid with, we, we carry his energy in our womb. So we carrying all of this trauma in our womb, all of our unresolved trauma. On top of the energy of the men that we're sleeping with, we just carrying all of that in our sacred space. We can never be real with another person because we ain't being real with ourselves. We It's, it's almost impossible to be real with ourselves if we got all of these fragments of other people that we're carrying within us. And since I'm on the subject of being real, I'm going to go back to something that I said in the beginning about be, me being fake. I I feel like I have show, shown up as in as a dishonest version of myself because I didn't know who I was because I had all this trauma that I was carrying around and all these fragments of all these different people. Not to mention, I don't want to get too deep in the rabbit hole, but we carry in the trauma of all of these different people plus the trauma of our lineage. We carry in our, our mother's trauma and our grandmother's trauma in our womb space too. So we carrying all of this stuff inside of us. How can we show up as real? We have no idea what real is until we shed all of the layers of other people to get to who we are. And it starts with the womb. I started out talking about friends and sisters and ended up talking about the womb. And I'm okay with that because I plan on doing a completely different podcast specifically on the sacral chakra in the womb and healing it. So I'm okay with that topic being brought up here in this podcast. I'm okay with mentioning that. I'm okay with the, the way that that conversation flowed. Friends. What is a friend? What is a friend? What is a sister? Sistar. What is that? What is that word? What does that mean? I'm not even sure that I like the word friend anymore. Because friendships, they seem to have an expiration date. 
Friendships seem to have an expiration date. When you, when we meet someone and love them as family, as a sister, as a brother, well, I'm speaking on sisters today. Brothers, I got y'all in another podcast. As a sister, that is the type of relationship that doesn't end. A friendship can have an expiration date. A sistership, if it is built on a foundation of truth and honesty and love and not on a foundation of comparison, of jealousy, of envy, of hatred, then can it withstand time and not have an expiration date. In order for a friendship In order for a sistership to withstand time, it has to be built on a solid foundation. And in order for it to be built on a solid foundation, the individuals have to be solid within themselves to come together to create the partnership, the relationship that will stand the test of time that will not expire because if it's built on love if it's built on a true if it's built on a foundation of pure authentic love nothing can separate it nothing can destroy it nothing can come in between it so I'm saying all that to say if we meet somebody and the first thing we feel about them or the first thought we have about them is something negative, that person is probably not our sister. That person is not supposed to be in our lives. If if we meet somebody and the first thing we do is compare ourselves to them, that's not a real sistership. That's not a real sisterhood. Because sisters, sisterships, sisterhoods, We celebrate each other. We can stand on our own as women and celebrate our sister with nothing in our hearts for her except for love. If we out here throwing hate, throwing shade, throwing envy, feeling envy, feeling jealous, comparing ourselves to people that means we got some work to do some internal work to do we gotta start shedding that stuff off of our heart man we gotta start shedding those tainted emotions from our heart space We got to do some some sacral chakra work. We got to heal our... We have to heal our womb. We have to heal our sacred space. For, for us women, the only way that we will be able to connect, reconnect, 
on the frequency of love. The only way that that's possible is if we doing our work, purging energies that do not belong to us, pur- purging energies that do not serve us. The only way we're going to connect with our sister on a heart frequency, on a heart chakra frequency, is if we doing the work. If we doing the work. 